Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. I'm joined by a good friend of the show, Will, as him and I sit down to discuss all the latest happenings in the world of WWE and AEW. Plus, him and I sit down to discuss who we think are the five greatest wrestling factions of all time. Some of our choices are going to be pretty obvious. There are a couple that may surprise you. But the only way to find out is if you listen. So after the guitar riff, the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ and joining me after a few weeks off, uh, I wanted to bring back one of our most popular guests, Mr. Will Yarborough. What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, man. I've kind of deviated from uh, wrestling talk for a little bit. And I think uh, you're one of my wrestling buddies. So kind of want to talk a little wrestling tonight. I haven't done it in a few weeks, especially since the NFL started. Yeah. So let's dive into it because All we right. missed. <laughs> we All missed right. Stuff. Well, uh, first off, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, on Grand Slam. Uh, how do you feel about Moxley being three-time champion versus uh, Brian Danielson, who I thought was going to win? So I'm actually with you know everything that happened with CM Punk. I'm actually kind of glad that Moxley got the belt back because I don't know. I, I just the whole Punk situation. I don't like how that went down with Mox. It's like, well, he got kicked out. He's getting you know kicked out of the out of AEW. Well, what the heck was the point of taking a belt off of Moxley for? Like that's that's kind of you know shortened his run. But in the end, I'm glad he got the belt back. I really, I like Daniel Bryan, but I didn't want to see him as champion right now. I feel like Moxley, he needs to, he needs to hold on to the belt. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. I thought it was kind of like obvious that everybody thought that Moxley was going to win, so I thought they were going to throw us a curveball and put it on Danielson, which I would have mm-hmm. been totally cool with. Um, but yeah, I've I've been of the uh, the belief since they gave it to Moxley back in June that. This is the run he deserved during the pandemic because he wrestled in front of nobody for months. And then yeah. I think this he is like that company together. Oh yeah. And then the fact that now he gets to be the champion in front of a crowd and he like he is so over with the crowd, man. He's got the coolest entrance in wrestling right now, I think. Oh, I love that entrance. Yeah. I'm still waiting to go to an AEW show and just like like oh shit, like he's gonna like, fucking body check me if I'm sitting in the aisle on his way. <laughs> um, I also thought they kind of didn't go with Danielson, too, just because of his injury history. Mm-hmm. And I think that they didn't want to have another scenario where they have to take the belt off somebody again because if, it seems like if Moxley's not the champion, Punk's been hurt twice, and, of course, he decided to throw blows in the locker room with the elite. But kind of gives you some stability, though. Yeah, and so like you said, he is. I say he is very like you said he is very over with that crowd mm-hmm. because what was what was the last trip you going at? Um, happened. I forgot the name. All of out. It. All out. If you paid attention, that crowd was. I probably say it was fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. They were screaming just as loud for Punk as it was for Moxley. I was like. Wow, he has a lot of fans to do that in Punk's hometown. We know how they are with him. So I was, he's got a big fan base. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too because I th- 
thought for sure he was going to play like he was going to be the heel. But as the match went on, the crowd started going more for Punk. But yeah, I mean, like at the beginning, like they were like, uh, yeah, totally for <laughs> Mox too. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think uh, MJF and Moxley seems like it's going to be a bigger money match than Danielson versus MJF. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd rather see. I'd rather see that. Yeah, because I mean, like MJF's kind of like the rich snob. Moxley's kind of got this gritty, you know, has to fight and claw for everything he has. Every man persona going on. I think that kind of meshes a little bit better. Plus, they're both fantastic on the mic. Where mm-hmm. I think Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, kind of lacks a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I can't wait for that match. I now, do you know what the stipulation is with the? the chip because it seems like at first it was going to be kind of like money in the bank where he could just cash it in whenever he wants. Tony Khan said that he, it's kind of like that, but like he has to sanction the match. So it almost makes me wonder if like he has to announce like, okay, next week I cashing this in against you. But then MJF's also talked about, okay, I might, I might cash this in in Cincinnati, which you and I discussed before the show. I really, contemplating going to that. <laughs> Even though it's I'm gonna pay for it the next day. <laughs> the way that I read that too was exactly what you said. But I was thinking about I was like, okay, if they if they're kind of treating like money in the bank, can he cash this in, like you said, wherever he wants. But then the other part came. I was like, oh, well, maybe he can't do that. Maybe he has to announce, like, hey, next week on AEW or this Friday on Rampage, I'm cashing my, you know, I'm cashing my shit in. So I, I don't know. Like, it, I get kind of, like, why it's kind of difficult to read because they don't want to obviously just be like WWE. But in a way, you kind of have to do that because – there's really no other way without confusing the fuck out of somebody. There's, right. there's not a way. You know, we know what the, what's going to do. Cool, fine, whatever. You just got your own version. You have your own titles. You got a championship. I mean, a, a TV championship. I equivalent that to the U.S. championship. Mm. You got a, a WWE undisputed champ. You got an AEW champ. Same shit. Right. So why not do that? I I I think it'd be kind of like. Well, I read a story last week where uh, I guess ticket sales for the dynamites are really bad right now. And I think like just making that kind of like more of a money in the bank style cash. in, I think would maybe help draw some butts in the seats a little bit mm-hmm. like, Oh, I, I have to go. Maybe MJF cashes it in tonight. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize dynamite was doing bad. I did not know that. Well, ratings wise is doing good, but uh, Dave Melter, uh, kind of the preeminent, uh, I don't know if dirt sheet writer is the proper term for him, but, um, yeah, he's reported to, like, the sales for all the events in October and even, like, full gear in November are not selling that great. Wow. Yeah. So like, when, when is their next big pay-per-view then? Oh, AEW's is full gear. It's uh, the 19th, which is a Saturday, thank fucking God, because I'm sick of these – five-hour pay-per-views that go into midnight, and then I've got to be up super early on a Monday. Yeah. I mean, luckily, is, I've, been, I've been lucky enough to where they've fallen on holidays. But, yeah, full gear is not 
on a holiday. So yeah, just like, dude, make it on a fucking Saturday. I don't understand why they, why wrestling companies still run them on Sundays. WWE is starting to go towards a more of a Saturday model too. Now, do they have like a Royal Rumble type pay per view or no? No, uh, I know. I forget when they did it, but Tony Khan came up was on Rampage. They did something where it's almost like they ripped off the Royal Rumble name. They call it like the Royal Rampage Battle oh, yeah, Royal. I think I remember seeing that a long time ago. Yeah, I seen that. And I'm like, it's okay. I get what you're doing, but you're blatantly fucking ripping off the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I mean, even down to the name. I mean, wow. I I don't think uh, I think having just the uh, like the Casino Royale uh, ladder match. I think that's kind of cool. They they used to do the uh, Casino Royale Battle Royal, which is kind of like they bring in groups of people at a time. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool concept. They did something like that, but no, they don't have like their own Royal Rumble per se. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, AEW's got some good stuff going on right now. Like I'm really enjoying the uh, – the Brian Danielson, Daniel Garcia, Chris Jericho Appreciation Society stuff going on. Yeah, I'm that, to see what's going on. That's funny to me. I like that. Hey, yeah, and I like. Uh, see here, I was you know we got MJF and Mox. I, I still don't know what the hell they're gonna do. What is old dude's name? Um, Charlotte Flair's husband's name. Andrade. 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 Yeah. I'm surprised they still haven't used him. I'm not really a big fan of him, but I still don't know why they haven't used him. Uh, well, have you seen that uh, him and Sammy Guevara talking shit to each other on Twitter? I did see that. So that makes me think, like, why why, why are y'all on – I hate Sammy Guevara. I'm not a fan of Sammy like Guevara him. either. I think he's corny. He looks, I just want to – he's got a face. So I just want to smash it in. He just – I don't like him, dude. He, and I see why he's in Jericho Appreciate Society because he couldn't carry himself alone. No. Well – I don't understand, like, he's made comments that's gotten him suspended. Mm-hmm. He damn near fucking killed Matt Hardy at double or nothing, or was that double or nothing or all out? I think it was double or nothing. Yeah, he almost killed Matt Hardy. Um, the shit with Eddie Kingston where he called him fat and caused a brawl. Still ain't start- seen him on TV at all. He just came <laughs> back on Rampage last week. Oh, yeah, okay, at Grand okay. Slam, him and Sammy wrestled. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, now he's starting shit with Andrade. It's like, I mean, I think he's insanely talented. I was telling a friend of mine that he, re- like, in ring-wise, he kind of reminds me a lot of Eddie Guerrero. But he's he's so fucking immature, man. It's just like, he needs to grow up a little bit. I thought maybe pairing him with Jericho might do the trick, but apparently it hasn't. No. <laughs> See, the thing of it is, though, you let somebody like that go, I guarantee you the WWE snatches him up almost immediately. Yep, they would. That's the problem. It's like he kind of has them by the short and curlies right now. Um, I don't like the guy. No, I, I'm not a fan of it either. Uh, I I kind of stuck up for him for a while, but then uh, after the, the comments he made, and like you know, Dan or killing Matt Hardy. I am. You and I both know. Like I've spoken. I really like to see Matt Hardy give it up. But <laughs> don't fuck, not like that. Don't fucking kill him. Yeah, don't kill the guy. Just let him go on his own. <laughs> and now, have you been following anything that's been going on in WWE? 
a little bit. Like, so I think it was not this, not last week, but it was week before that. I actually did not watch Raw. Come to find out the next day, ironically, that was the that Raw episode. Least amount of viewers out of the whole year. I was like, wow, I wonder what made everybody not watch it that day. And then the next week, which was last week, I, I was watching it. And then last night I had it on, but I really wasn't paying attention. But I am kind of looking forward to extreme rules. Like there are some matches I do want to I'll check out, but I don't know. Like I just wrong for some something that's going on like it, i remember when obviously when triple h took over like i felt like it was going up but now i feel like it kind of plateaued like i'm like i'm bored again like what's what's going on mm-hmm. well I, I mean that's kind of how i am too like i know that they set up <clears throat> roman reigns versus logan is it logan paul or yeah logan paul which is dumb but then again i get it because they said the Saudis, they want them high green people. I'm sorry, man. Fuck the people. They don't know. <laughs> why do we have to do this? You're like, why can't y'all just get the matches that we want y'all to have? Like, they're building up a storyline. Like, y'all would be more, if I would feel like you guys are more real fans if you're in the story with us. But we got to give you WWE legends and this and that because those are even Goldberg's not going to be a crown jewel. So, mm-hmm. I don't um, know why. I kind of look at the crown like the the Saudi pay per views as like kind of like they're they're non canon. They're like almost like going to like a very elaborate house show, like like a dream match. Like okay, they're like nothing's gonna happen, but like they have to pack it to the gills with like big stars. Um, mm. I do remember the very first one. They wanted uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, I think they wanted the Ultimate Warrior, which they had to tell them that the Ultimate Warrior was dead. Uh, they wanted the Undertaker, and they wanted Bill. I think they wanted Bill Goldberg for that, that show. He said he's dead. Yeah, you're not getting him. He ain't coming back. Sorry, guys. I don't care how much money you fucking give me. I'm not. And then we can't we can't even get the Dollar Tree version of the Ultimate Warrior because he's dead too. Renegade, remember him? Yes. Oh um, my god. <laughs> and I I think that uh yeah, they just they try to pack them like with as much star power to get eyes on those as possible and I I will say uh Logan Paul is probably the best non-wrestler wrestler that the WWE has had on their shows. He's been good both times I've seen him. Ah, but so has Pat McAfee, though. Pat McAfee has. And (laughs) if you're going solely on who I like, uh, everyone that knows me, at least listens to the show that knows me, knows I'm a huge Pat McAfee guy. Fucking, that's that's what I want to be, is Pat (laughs) McAfee. But with much much less, a much worse haircut, (laughs) not as much charisma, definitely not any money, but... um, I kind of, I kind of, the Corbin match wasn't great. It was solid, but it wasn't mm-hmm. great, not compared to what he had done in the past. But Logan Paul looked like a fucking natural in the ring, and I can't stand that dude. If you're listening, I highly doubt he is. Not a big fan, but he's a phenomenal in ring performer, and I think that's primarily what it is: just put butts in seats. I will give him that, and I will say this: if you are listening. You did not be Floyd Mayweather. 
he beat you. I see. I didn't even watch that. Uh, oh my god! I I have not that cele- Like I don't. Is it celebrity boxing? Would you call it that? Because technically, he is an internet celebrity who has become a boxer. He's boxing mm-hmm. guys that, truth be told, like Mayweather doesn't really need to box anymore. Yeah, see, and I feel like he, well, obviously we know he did it for the money, but I feel like he oh, also yeah. did that just so he could stretch his legs. Like, oh, let's see if I still got it. Dude, you still got it because <laughs> you were tagging that man's head. So, yeah, he still got it. And he's boxing and like he's... old UFC fighters too, isn't he? Like, yeah. Then he well, boxed Silva and people, like Ty- no, Tyron Woodley. Really, that's actually coming up this weekend. I think that's this weekend. Oh, really? And I'm like, okay, I do want to see that, and I hope Silva knocks him out. But oh, I, I do too. I, I doubt that happens because if if he doesn't if he doesn't knock him out, then I'm like, okay, I I know that this is you're building yourself up. Like I get it, dude. Like I but, I wonder if the WWE is like, please, please don't get knocked out. Decision. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because I mean that's not going to look good selling that. Well, this, they don't fucking care. I'm gonna look and see well, if that he, is. He cut that promo about it. He cut a promo about it saying that this is. This is my sport. Like I do, I do this. Evidently, he was a wrestler in high school, so I'm like, okay, so that's where you got your wrestling background from. So I'm like, right, okay. So if he gets knocked out, then yeah, that promo is going to be worthless. Mm. <laughs> Triple H is like, God damn it, fucking throwing shit. <laughs> Have you been following the White Rabbit? Did you see the barcode last night? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I the other it was like the week before last. It was when Dominic Mysterio came out, and then like the TV got like super fuzzy, so I paused it and I I clicked on it. Well, I did the barcode thing that pulled up, and I looked at it for like a little bit. And I was like, eh, okay. And then I saw last night. So I didn't do it last night, but I'm just like, I wonder who this is. I'm I'm really thinking it's Bray Wyatt. Uh, I'm really I'm really thinking it's Bray Wyatt. Well, I think so, too. Last night, they had a... And when you said Dominic Mysterio, is it me? Or now that he's with the Judgment Day, he looks like that guy... Like, before when he was with his dad, he looked like that kid that has the mullet because that was like, that's a cool hip haircut. I don't personally think so. Even if I could pull it off now, I wouldn't. But now he looks like that guy that's met up with, like, he's hitched up with, like, some 48-year-old woman. And, like, she's kind of taught him to be a man a little bit. He throws on a little brute... Yeah, slicks it back a little bit, a little bit of pomade, <laughs> or no, actually, probably LA Gear hair gel. I don't. If I, I see don't that. Like, I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, <laughs> you're evil. Like, you basically the only thing that differentiate you from being a face and a heel is you thrown some LA looks in your fucking hair and grease back your pul- mullet a little bit. That's it. But uh, yeah, That's last it. night they had a sign in the crowd that like, yeah, they froze it and basically you unscramble it and it says Bray Wyatt. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder when he's going to come back. I have a feeling, like, if... Because it looks like the clues themselves have gotten a little bit more obvious as they've gone on, because didn't... Didn't they say something about, like, that uh, pig that used to be on the, the Firefly Family Funhouse? Yes, yes, it did. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, this one was, like, kind of a... You unscramble the words, and it says Bray Wyatt. I'm seeing that. It just makes me wonder, like, what, what do we have coming up? We got Extreme Rules. 
That's this month. So that's October's. The next month we got Crown Jewel. And then Survivor Series. Doing, are they doing Survivor Series again? Yep. Uh, Boston. Actually, it's when they went on pre-sale, it almost sold out. Uh, okay, so that might be when I can see him. Because I don't see him coming back at Crown Jewel. Or no, do I, don't think they, I don't think they – I don't. Th- I think it's either because Extreme Rules is this Saturday, right? Yeah, this Saturday. I think it has to be this Saturday. You can't like as I think you're not going to do it at Crown Jewel because it I, it makes no fucking sense to do it at Crown Jewel. <laughs> yeah, at all. It's like okay, why to have something this big at a fucking throwaway pay per view? Yeah. As well do it on a, a fucking WWE's main event on the Peacock. But um, uh, yeah, but if you yeah. wait till Survivor Series, that's too long, and people I think are going to get long. tired of it. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to do it this Saturday. As long as Paul Heyman comes out too, I'll be happy because he's in Philly. Ladies and gentlemen, ACW. <laughs> I just want to hear that chant one time. That's it. Well, the mm-hmm. Usos are, I would imagine, are going to have a match. Either, I thought uh, with, Solo Sokoa was having a match. Well, he might. I mean, I, I would imagine if it's anybody from the Bloodline, which I will say, um, I haven't really watched much WWE programming after uh, the Clash at the Castle, simply because I was a little, <clears throat> a little upset at the the finale of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it make I get why they did it, but I was a little ticked off by that. Kind of ruined a good pay per view, but I get why they did it. But I do watch the the clips. Uh, Sami Zayn as the honorary Oose has been fucking amazing. <laughs> that has been some of the best wrestling stuff, period, in the last month. Like I fucking love it. And like they showed a clip. Hey, he he just had a good match too against AJ Styles. They were saying that that's probably, that could be match of the year material. They they had a good match. I that think Sami Zayn a weeks ago. Like I don't know. Like we'll we'll do an episode near the end of the year where we try to figure out like the best wrestlers of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think just in terms of what he's done th- throughout the entire year, I think Sami Zayn deserves very strong consideration for wrestler of the year. Yeah, I agree. Because <clears throat> I mean, realistically, that match with Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, it should have been a train wreck. Actually, it was a super fun match. I don't, and I think all that goes to him. Yeah, I like how he uh, how he did that. Oh, okay. Are you, are you okay? I know you got your new uh, studio set up there, which is much cooler than mine. No, no, I had to get some socks. My feet getting cold. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> do you do you need uh, do you need me send you some of them? Uh, Circulation socks, or is it just the fact that the temperatures dip no, down? No, I just had my flip-flops on, man. I just got off work, you know, oh. chill mode. <laughs> Dude, I don't even wear, like, I wear socks all the time now. Because, like, seriously, my feet, I take my socks off. Somebody's going to try to dip me in concrete and put me on top of a building because I, I have gargoyle feet. <laughs> like, I seriously, like, the building that, uh, in Batman, the Joker, like, that church, I could easily be one of them gargoyles. Like, they would probably replace me with the one that fell off. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you, you will never see my feet again. Like, just hideous looking. But, um, yeah, uh, Sami Zayn, though, man, I think 
deserves a consideration for wrestler of the year. Uh, just, I love that ooze, like the honorary ooze stuff. And that segment from SmackDown last week where they gave him the new shirt. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was hilarious. Now, I, I think that is a credit to how good Roman Reigns is as a, as a, is as a performer. I, mm-hmm. uh, cause you realistically, when you watch that, like, I really thought like they're going to beat him up and just like, You've served your purpose. We're done with you. And I then, like, they gave him the shirt and then, like, smiled at it. I was like, oh, fuck, Sami Zayn is in the bloodline now. Fucking well, incredible. Jay, I think Jay, he was looking pissed off. Did you catch that? Yeah, I think they're setting up something with the two of them. Like, because I think what's eventually going to happen is I think they're setting up something with involving Sammy and Kevin Owens. Okay. Taking him on because uh, I know there's a, a clip last week. I don't remember. I think it was from Raw where uh, Kevin Owens makes a comment about his honorary Ooh shirt. And it's just kind of teasing that, like, you know, it's kind of like you have that friend that's like making, like, he's dating the woman that he shouldn't be. You know mm-hmm. that this chick's bad for him, but like, you're going to tell him, but you know he's not going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that deal. But eventually he's going to say, like, dude, you're right. She's fucking crazy. She took my credit cards and bought a bunch of shit. And she's sleeping with my, like, with her fucking boss at work and the cooler at the Dairy Queen. And <laughs> so I think that's what's eventually going to lead to, uh, like, Sammy and Kevin against the bloodline of some kind, which if that happens – I did see that the WWE is going to do war games for Survivor Series. Yes, I did see, did see that. Now, I, I have never understood why Vince McMahon would not use that concept. That it, to, The war games is like my favorite wrestling match, period. I've always are loved they getting, Are they doing three rings or no? I, I think it's just going to be two with the cages. Okay. And I would bet they'll probably do a women's match. Which I'm almost betting is probably going to be Bailey, EO, Dakota, and throw in whomever. I would imagine. I'm, I'm actually kind of getting stale with that group already. I, you know, I haven't watched enough of it. Uh, it just, it's one of those things where I wish they would just pull the trigger, do what you're going to do. Like you're going to take the belt off Bianca, which I honestly don't think would be the greatest idea in the world. Please don't. <laughs> like, but uh, no, I know they have the tag team belts right now. But yeah, it's like okay, just do what you're gonna do. I've only seen Bailey wrestle once or twice since she's come back, so it makes me wonder if she's not all the way up to 100 percent yet. I don't think so because she she's kind of like got that slow pace match going on, and but you know how Takers is. His is slow, but then he get that. Super high, real quick. Hers is just slow the whole way through. Yeah, like there's there's a few big bumps, but it's not a lot. You're, t- you're talking about the Undertaker, like how he just is very methodical, which is is essentially like yeah. that's how I move in everyday life now. Is yeah, and, and I, I actually was watching an interview with him, and he was saying why he did that is because that was how he caught people's eye. Let me slow my routine down, and then I'm gonna have these like for example. Him doing his chops, and then he, he'll do an Irish whip, and you're out the ring, and then he'll do an Irish whip, and then he dives out of the ring. Like, 
A dude that size you seeing that and that's moment right there in there, that's an eye catcher. He was real, like said, methodical with it. Like he was like, Yeah, that's how I play him all my matches. I was like, that's, that's See, I smart, wish that dude. like I wish that when I was getting up off the floor, like that's how people would like look at me like, Oh, I'm eye catching, but it just it's the fact I'm getting fucking old and I can't get up the way I used to now. Mm-hmm. I noticed I seriously I I was changing uh my daughter's outfit and I seriously I got up and I when I stood up I'm like fuck I'm getting up like the Undertaker does now <laughs> like hey, to the knee like hip surgery soon <laughs> yeah my hips are going bad but yeah it's like I seriously got up like one knee and then the second knee and then like, I was up I'm like fuck that's exactly how the Undertaker gets up <laughs> yeah a lot of cool stuff in wrestling man um, I brought you on the show tonight because uh, you and I had talked about doing an episode like this for a while uh, don't mind my dog. My dog uh, is coming in to get water. She has had some kind of trachea issue for a while, so it sounds like she's hacking up a fur ball or a small rodent, but hopefully you don't get too much of that feedback. But, yeah, you, she's, she does this every time I record. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, we're going to do – damn, she's knocking shit over now. Fucking bull in a china shop. Um. But we talked about doing the greatest wrestling factions of all time. Which uh, you are sporting an NWO wolf pack. Am I, uh, not the greatest, though. Yeah, not the greatest. But, yeah, I got a wolf pack shirt on. Well, we'll, we'll dive into the, uh, the NWO because I'm sure that they are probably on both of our lists. But, uh, oh, of course. Whenever we've done lists, we usually have three people on the show. And we try to – we give our list and then we try to come up with an ultimate – list off of that so um since there's only two of us we still do that uh so uh starting with number five working your way up to one who are your five greatest wrestling factions of all time do tag teams count no there has to be at least a group of three okay do that okay oh boy so I would probably say I wasn't around to see him like that, but I've heard the stories and I've watched video on them. Probably say five, the original five, four horsemen. Oh, okay, four horsemen at five. Yeah, I think I would put. I think I'll put them there. So that's what we should do. How about we just we bounce back and forth then? Well, okay, so would be your five. Uh, number five for me. Would be the undisputed era. Who who was that? That was that uh, was Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. And the only reason oh, I have them in my top five, I'm probably missing a bunch of uh, teams that probably are more deserving. But I think when you think of NXT, I think that they are probably one of the two or three performers that you think of almost immediately when you think of NXT, at least the old NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Cole has probably been in, in tons of, like, the best matches of all time. Uh, O'Reilly and Fish were a great tag team. Uh, Roderick Strong, personality of a wet towel, phenomenal in-ring performer. But, yeah, I mean, I think they're almost synonymous with the NXT brand, so I, that's why I have them at number five. Okay. Why do you have the Horsemen at – what gives them the nod at five for you? Well, you got to respect the legends. Mm-hmm. I love Ric Flair. Arnie Anderson was cool because I love how he used to just come out and beat chefs when with that tie ride. I love that. And really, to be honest with you, I 
I, I, I put them up there because I really like those two as wrestlers, especially Ric Flair. Love, love Ric Flair. You know he's got you a strand of weed out now? Yes. I see him smoking a J with Mike Tyson. I'm like, God damn, yeah. man, that dude does everything. Fucking everything. And I, I, don't know, I just I just like Ric Flair. Ric Flair is the man. Flair is yeah, Ric the Flair's man. fucking awesome. Besides that shit he pulled on the plane ride from hell, Ric Flair's the man. <laughs> yeah. Now he's got his own weed. Who doesn't yes. want that? I want that. Yeah. <laughs> Have my own strain. That's, that's pretty badass. Um, well, who would be number four for you then? Believe it or not, it would probably be probably be DX. I really, yeah. <laughs> so growing up, I I had I had a lot of friends. I want to say a lot of friends, but my friends who did watch wrestling, they were super super big DX fans. And I was like, yeah, they're cool. I like Triple H and whatnot. But I was more of a rock stone cold guy. Mm-hmm. I really didn't really follow, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I hate X Pac. Yes, I I hate X Pac. I think he's corny. I don't I don't like the dude. I didn't even like him when he was in NWO. So yeah, I don't like X Pac. I thought Road Dog looked scared me with them braids he had coming out of his damn head. I was just like, okay, but. I'd, I'd put him up there at four. That'd be four for me. Okay. Um, number four for me is The Shield. Hey. <laughs> and fun fact about that, that whole window with The Shield, from when they started and from when they ended, I was not watching wrestling at that time. So I missed all of that. I was so fascinated with that. I thought all three of those characters were super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. They pretty much, I mean, you've got arguably Rollins, Ambrose, now John Moxley, and obviously Roman Reigns are probably three of the biggest stars in all of wrestling now. Um, yes. They pretty much feuded with everybody that there was to feud with. They did Cena, Punk, Triple H. They even had the where they feuded with the, the reunited evolution and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they are probably outside of Cena, probably the biggest thing to come out of uh, the post. I don't know the the post the PG era of WWE. I would say if you're ranking mm-hmm. like the the biggest performers out of that era post. Uh, ruthless aggression, I'd say the shield would be at least in the top five. Plus now all three of those guys are ruling wrestling as singles competitors. Yes. And plus like, man, like they had the cool music. They came down from like the, uh, they came down through the, uh, the crowd, which uh, fun fact, uh, me and I won tickets to a Monday night raw. And it's after the, they had reunited for the last time. Um, and we had got stuck in traffic, and we got to the arena at eight o'clock, and it was we're trying to get to our seats. Security was not letting anybody through, and we just missed Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns walking through the crowd. Dang! I mean, like by fifteen seconds. Oh man! Because uh, if if you've ever been to the shot, it kind of like when you're walking around. Like, we're walking around, and here's security stopping us. 
and they were like out that way. Oh man. Yeah. And my son wow. was like a huge fan of those guys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. that sucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like they were my favorite performers out of that era. I mean, I loved watching them as a unit. Um, I don't really get too excited with wrestling stuff anymore, but I did get pretty, pretty pumped when they reunited again after Rollins had turned his back. And that was a big deal when he did that, when he betrayed Rollins or Reigns and Ambrose, mm-hmm. when he hit both of them with the chair and turned heel. That was huge. I mean, that was a big fucking deal. And it turned Rollins into like one of the best heels that they had for a little while. Kind of set Roman off to do his own thing. And Moxley surprisingly became a big star in WWE too. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. So, yeah, I got to do the shield at three. Who would, or four, who would be your number three? The nation domination. Oh, really? (laughs) You know? Yes. Now, pre-Rock or when The Rock joined? I would hope Uh, it would be when The Rock joined because they were kind of stale. And playing when the rock, yeah, when when the rock joined, because he added that he added that pizzazz to him. Yeah, when the rock joined, because this when he started actually like like the rock was like kind of morphing into the cool rock, getting away from the Rocky Maivia shit, and I hated that rock. So yeah, I don't think anybody liked him, even yeah, when he debuted Survivor Series. Like, oh, this guy's fucking corny. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "Who is this dude?" Yeah, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is that shit on his like <laughs> that thing he had on his, his haircut, his little tassels he had going on?" That looked like some like shit that, that they would make for a fucking uh, <laughs> like an elementary school play. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're gonna be a flower. Put this head, this thing around your neck, and we're gonna have like construction paper draping the <laughs> fucking dumb. But like I said, that, that's when I liked him. He was starting to change. He was starting to turn into that that, that, that cocky asshole. I, I, I love that. Mm-hmm. He was getting it. Um, I the Nation of Domination was in my honorable mentions category because I had about five yeah, factions that bit. were honorable mentions that could if it would have been a ten, I they definitely would have made the ten. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean that's a good one though, man. Like they were a big part of the Attitude Era. And, like, I mean, without The Rock joining them, he really didn't even fit, like, what the Nation of Domination's mission statement was. Mm-hmm. But he just added, like, just the cool factor to him. And then, like, of course, he spawned off and became the biggest celebrity in the entire world. So, I mean, hell, how can you not like Ron Simmons? Come on. Oh, dude, I was a huge Ron Simmons fan. Man, it was when he first when he first won that. What is that? The World Heavyweight Championship. And he beat Vader. Yeah, there's a documentary car from Ghetto to Gold. You gotta check it out. <laughs> is that on the WWE Network? I oh, don't not think the, it is. It's on, the on cock? YouTube. I've seen that though. I'm like, oh, this is godlike. <laughs> I I do remember that too, because then like the thing that sucked is they took it away from him a short time later. Yeah, it was just like, that's stupid. It almost like, to me, it sounded like, okay, let's be the first promotion to have a black heavyweight champion, and then we're just going to take it away from him. I think they just did it to say that. 
Like, man, the dude could actually wrestle. Like, you you got gold on your hands right here, man. You better utilize him. Like, I, I, I think it didn't help matters none, too, that the WCW was a Southern promotion. And yep. Well, I'll just I, let that sit. Wasn't it WCCW back then, the world-class championship wrestling? No, uh, that was uh, the Texas promotion that had the Von, Erich's fa- the Von Erich family. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, WCW was formed out of the NWA. Okay, that's what that was. Okay, okay. Which uh, another uh, Freebirds were a faction that uh, was an honorable mention for me, too, just because, like, they kind of, they're, like, the early forerunners of, like, ring music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was never, like, I, they were a little before my time, like, during their heyday. And, uh, like, you know, they used to run, like, world class on ESPN and stuff, so I never... I didn't watch too much of it, but they were a little before my time, but still influential nonetheless. But number three would be the Four Horsemen. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, they're the guys that started it all. Uh, I mean, they even, they were so good that they spawned kind of an imitation, what, 20-plus years later. I essentially think Evolution is the modern-day Four Horsemen. Except Triple H became Ric Flair. Ric Flair became J.J. Dillon. Then, you know, Batista became kind of like the Arn Anderson, you know, character. Then Orton was kind of like the Wyndham or the – I'd say he was more like Barry Wyndham. But, I mean, they were the originals, man. They're the ones that started the whole faction thing. And, I mean, the fact that that, that stable was able to last as long as it did, even though they kept switching, you know – players out besides Anderson and Flair. I mean, I mean, they're, they're the standard bear. I think they have to be, they have to be in the top three. I can't rank them one and two just because I think my one and two are kind of more influential, you know, in terms of like wrestling history and what it did for the business. But, uh, so who would be your number two? Okay, now this because you is, honestly your list has com- caught me completely off guard so far. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. So this one is pre a certain somebody because when this somebody, I'm gonna say it, the Ministry of Darkness before Vince McMahon. All before they became the corporate ministry? Yes. Before Vince McMahon. Okay, why God. Why do you have them ranked so high? <sighs> One, you may think I'm fucking crazy for this. They're actually well, I, I think you're fucking crazy already, but that's why we're <laughs> friends. The Brood, they were part of them. I liked uh, Viscera at the time. Even I didn't realize that was King Mabel back in the day. Big Viz. And... Two, I like, uh, well, not two, and one, I was a, I was a big Taker fan, so I was like, oh, whatever the fuck he does, I'm following. Oh, he's got, like, a whole cult full of people. I like that shit. That's what I like, and they used to actually scare the hell out of me when I was a kid, but I still watched them anyways. So yeah, I, I didn't like it when it became the corporate ministry because it kind of, like, okay. No, it, it killed it. it. Right then and there, I was like, okay, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, because... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because like yeah, it, it took away a lot of the, the like you said like the creepiness like the horror factor when Vince mm-hmm. McMahon was the one running the show. It's like okay, we're rehashing Austin McMahon again. Dumb. But um, number two for me would be Degeneration Dege- X. Um, <laughs> the, I want to hear why. Well, I think uh, when you think of the Attitude Era, I think in terms of like the themes and the language and the shit that they were able to get away with, I think that's because of Degeneration X. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they pretty much spawned the Attitude Era, along with like Austin and The Rock. But, I mean, they, them doing what they did, I think is what, and I think how successful they were on it. I think at Vince McMahon's like, okay, I can probably do something with this. And it kind of made their product different than what WCW was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, WCW is kind of like more adult oriented too, but WCW is if you're watching a, like an episode of Law and Order <clears throat> on TNT, and then like if you're watching WWE, it's like watching the fucking wire on HBO. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Compelling stuff, but like you're not getting a lot of the stuff on Law and Order that you get on the wire. Uh, you're not getting sable boot titties. You're not getting that. No. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think that them spawning, you know, the attitude era, which saved the WWE from extinction. I mean, WCW is kicking the shit out of it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, they were able to use what they allowed Michaels to do. And I think Shawn Michaels being able to basically Vince McMahon was afraid to stand up to him. So he kind of let him do what he wanted. I mean, I don't know some of the backstage stuff. It might be one of those things where like they're working hand in hand, but I think a lot of it was just Shawn was like, okay, I'm going to do what I want. I dare them to try to fire me. And then, Oh fuck it. This is working. People are like gravitating towards this. So it's kind of bad, though, when you think about it, because all the times, like, when I would hear about that, is like, that's when they were saying Shawn Michaels was in a dark place, and, like, he was just, he didn't give a fuck. So I was like, you guys kind of enabled him to have that, have that, and it damaged him for a little bit, and then he, you know, he, he retired, came back, and he was, like, a whole different person. I was like, I guess he found God or something, so... Well, you can tell, like, that match he had with Austin at WrestleMania 14, you could tell he's fucking loaded up on something. Oh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't care. Yeah. He, he didn't give a fuck. And I think, too, with DX, I mean, when you think of the Attitude Era, like I said, besides Austin and The Rock, they were obviously the most popular act of that whole era. I mean, when you went to a WWE show, chances are you're either seeing a Rock shirt, an Austin shirt, or a DX shirt. Mm-hmm. Number three. Oh. All right. I think uh, number one shouldn't be any surprise considering what you're rocking and where I'm going to. So who is number one? (laughs) N-W-O. Yeah. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Even though it was the death of WCW. Well, I, I think with them, it's... It's more of they're the ones that started the modern day. Oh, shit. I'm trying to write stuff down, and it's my phone's gone out of control. <laughs> I thought Judgment Day was last month. Um, but no, like, 
the modern, like the, the arguably the biggest era in professional wrestling started when Scott Hall hopped over the guardrail and declared mm-hmm. war on WCW. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, it's like WWE and WCW were trying to top one another. And I think that just gave us arguably like just top notch programming for years. And truth be told, who would have ever thought that Hulk Hogan going heel would be like, I actually prefer Hollywood Hulk Hogan over red and yellow Hulk Hogan. I do too. Even though I hate him, I do too. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, they were the catalyst for the, the best era of professional wrestling period. Uh, huge merchandise sellers. I mean, God, like, like I just said that you couldn't go to a WC or a WWE show without seeing an Austin, a rock or a DX shirt. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing an NWO shirt. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think the NWO made wrestling cool for people, people that hadn't watched it in years. Like I remember when the W or the NWO, I was a junior. No, I was a senior in high school. And everyone went from being, like, you were kind of ashamed to admit you were a professional wrestling fan to where, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, people throw the two sweet sign at you. Like, wait a minute. That fucking guy? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he watches wrestling, too? <laughs> oh, shit. Are we friends now? <laughs> Six months ago, you were making fun of me because I was rocking a fucking British Bulldog shirt. Now, all of a sudden, you... <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh-huh. when I was in high school, we used to have a, um, I think it was a spirit rock in a, the girls' softball field. They used to have this rock, and every year the seniors would paint it something completely different. Well, oh, a couple weeks before school, like the like the senior class president and, like, you know, our – I don't know what they call them, like the board or, you know, the treasures and shit like that. Went out and spray painted, like, you know, class of 97, you know, spray painted, uh, you know, our school colors were uh, blue and gold. And, you know, they did this real nice thing with the rock. Well, that weekend, me and three of my buddies went to the grocery store, went to Walmart and grabbed a bunch of black and white spray paint and spray painted NWO. All that rock all over the fucking – they spent like two days doing this, and in three hours we completely destroyed it with NWO, and no one touched it. <clears throat> That's awesome. Now, how cool is that? Yes. That, like, that thing stayed – it had NWO throughout the entire summer. Like it, they, No one changed it until like the following school year. <laughs> yes. That's how, you that know, awesome. like, that's, that's how you know wrestling is over. Mm-hmm. Is when high school kids that would make fun of you are all into it all of a sudden. But yeah, I, I think that like in terms of like how influential they are, they, they have to be number one. They have to, like you're saying. Now, like I, I wanted to knock them down to two simply because WCW started to kill a good thing by adding essentially everybody that was a name on the roster at one point was a member of the NWO. Sting yeah, was a member of the I NWO. I remember that. Which I hated that version of Sting, and I, that red-black 
face paint his is fucking disgusting looking. <laughs> See, growing up. Yeah, Luger like, was a part of it. Yeah, we, Luger, Conan, um, Nash, and uh, hell, Macho Man at one point, he was red and black. I think mm-hmm. he was red and black. Well, yeah, he was red and black. Um, yeah, they split him up into the two factions, the black and or it was NWO Hollywood and then the Wolfpack. And then bef- towards when they the merged, of- I didn't like that. I didn't like that. No, I didn't either. Like, I think when you think of the NWO, I always think of the core unit, which was Hall, Nash, Hogan, the Giant. What was he in WCW? Six? Yeah, six. Six. S-I-X-X. Yeah, six. Yeah, and then, the like, I think the, the big show was a part of it. Yes, he was. And then, like, Ted DiBiase. And then Bischoff, of course. He was part of it, too. But, I mean, most of the people they – added did not make a lick of sense well macho man I'll, I'll throw him in there too but yeah i i once they started watering it down and adding everybody into it because realistically the only person that they added to me that made sense was scott steiner when scott steiner joined like that's a perfect fit but then like yeah, yeah and they had fucking virgil and they had scott virgil. norton do not get me started on him <laughs> I hate Virgil. Hate him. I hate him. I hate him. So you didn't root for him when he was fighting the Million Dollar Man at WrestleMania Seven? Hell no. Had Roddy Piper in his corner? He is no, no. Um, Well, see, this is the thing. Now, real quick. So me growing up, I was uh, was in elementary school, getting ready to go to middle school at that time. So I was. Big, I was a big, I was, I was a big Goldberg fan, mm-hmm. and I bounced back and forth between WCW and WWF back at the time, end of the day. And I liked uh, Sting a lot, so when I was like, "Oh, he went to NWO Black and Red," I, I like that group right there. And red and black's my favorite colors. And then I remember I used to get a lot of NWO Black and Red stuff, like clothes for Christmas. I remember I had a pullover and it had a, a wolf on, it and it said NWO Wolf Pack on. He's wearing to school. Every Wednesday, and I was like, okay, so I guess I'm a Wolfpack fan, and NWO, I I mean, Black Hollywood, I really didn't care for growing up like that. I was like, yeah. No, cool. when they split them off the two, like, everybody was so pro-Wolfpack. Pro I will admit, yeah. Wolfpack had the cool theme song, too. Oh, have you tried listening to that today? I'm sure it's fucking awful. <laughs> it's it's so fucking cringe. I caught myself driving down the road one day. Let me turn this on here what it sounds like. I was like... I like this as a kid. It's <laughs> like, this is fucking corny. Like, this is ABC rap. What is this? <laughs> my uh, my son's starting to uh, listen to more uh, hip-hop and rap, and I think uh, one day while him and I are in the car, I think I'm going to play it just to see what he thinks of it. Uh, you got to get that on video. <laughs> He's going to like, Dad, you're fucking, you're, like, you're so lame. <laughs> Dad's becoming officially one of the old whites now. <laughs> you gotta get that on video. Yeah. This, oh my god. Um, but, you know, then, Wolfpack they, was cool. Well, then they they did that thing where towards the end of WCW they did NWO 2000 with Jarrett Hart, Steiner, and fuck, I forget who else was a part of that. It shows you like I quit watching WCW after. 
once they they did that cheap rip off of Jim Ross is like that Oklahoma like okay I'm fucking done you're making fun of a guy yeah, Bell's just, palsy I'm done guys, you guys are fucking you guys are singing to the gutter now Vince Russo's ass it was his fault yeah and plus like at the time too like there's a much cooler product product that I have to throw a VHS tape in and pray that it comes on at one thirty in the morning on Sports Time America called ECW that I had really gotten yeah. into yeah um. But yeah, we, uh, well, before we get into like our definitive top five, who made your honorable mentions list? I know for me it was uh, the Heart Foundation. Okay. Uh, I had the, uh, the original Heart Foundation. No, the ones from '97. It had uh, it was Davy Boy, Owen Brett, Pillman, and Nightheart. Okay, I was thinking of. Uh, the f- it used to just Nat- be Nightheart and Brett. Who's Natalia's husband? Oh, Tyson Kidd, and then it was uh, Kidd, man, Harry Smith. Hey, okay, I thought you were talking about that Heart Foundation. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Heart Foundation is always going to have to have <clears throat> Brett and Jim and then whoever else. Um, but, yeah, the Heart Foundation from 97, uh, the Nation Domination. I had the Freebirds. I had the Triple Threat, which was a faction in ECW, which was uh, the core group with Shane Douglas, Bam Bam, Bigelow, and Chris Candido. I dug those guys, and then I had Evolution in there as well. So I had mine as Evolution. Um, oh, Evolution, the Brood. Gangro grew on me over the years. I, I, he's a creepy-looking dude, but I think he looks goofy as shit right now. Uh-huh. Fun fact, did you know he was married to Luna Vachon? I didn't know that. I did not know that. That is a very yeah. fun fact. I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pull that out of work tomorrow. Like, somebody day. asked me a question. Like, hey, did you know Gangrel was married to Luna Vachon? They're probably going to look at me like, who the fuck are those people? <laughs> be like, well, you missed out. <laughs> hop on the, I'll just say was, hop on the cock and watch some old WWE programming. I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying hop on the cock. Sir. <laughs> HR. Right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, but who, who was that? So I got at the Brood Evolution. Um, no, I thought about LWO. I was like, no, I don't know. They they kind of kind of got corny to me. But I, I don't know, man. I, I think I just leave it at those those ones right there because like I like groups, but I like I like tag teams a little bit better than than factions because I always feel like factions always had that third guy. He didn't do shit. He was just a hype man, just in the fucking way. I'm like, you get out of here. Get. Like, all right, fucking Virgil. Like, one one day I'm going on the Virgil rant on this podcast. I will tell you how I feel. I will open up the floor to you. (laughs) I don't understand how a man. I will just say this. I don't understand how a man can get into that business and not want to be. You know, like a, a champion, or get out of somebody's shadow because you've been in uh, Deviashi's shadow your whole damn career. Then you come over to the NWO, you're in their shadows your whole damn career. You ain't done nothing, and then you had the audacity to get into a match with the fuck did he fight? Was it Stevie Ray or uh, damn I forgot? He had a one-on-one match with somebody. Was under getting his ass beat. He does the same shit. All the time. It's just a straight, 
one strike, and then he'll hit you with an elbow and then a stomp. He only knows three fucking moves. I was like, dude, you're fucking... <sighs> Fuck you, Virgil. Now, uh, <laughs> I will say, in defense of Virgil, he has birthed a very funny internet meme. I don't know if it's still a thing, but it was a few years ago. Like, <laughs> he's sitting on that side. I've seen it. <laughs> he's sitting at a table by himself at a wrestling convention. <laughs> like, no one's in line to meet him. I, I think those are so funny. Sometimes I'll look him up just to get a chuckle. Randy the Rams was more popular than him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think uh, our... DX, the Horsemen, and the NWO are in our top five since both of us named them. So we got to try to whittle, get the the last two down. Um, I personally am okay putting the Nation of Domination in there simply because I consider that the birth of the Rock. Mm -hmm. I'm okay putting them in that list. But uh, we have the Shield, the Undisputed Era, or the Ministry of Darkness for that fifth spot. I will go with the shield simply I'm because I was winning towards the shield, man. Simply because those guys are big. Yeah, there's those guys are running like actually two of them are the champions of the two biggest promotions in North America. So I, I, I think I'd have to go with shield. Okay, and I, I, it honestly kind of I, I, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, man, that kind of sucks. I miss out on that shit. Like that's that's something that was cool. Well, you got if you have uh, the cock, which we do, you can watch it whenever you like. Yeah, they. I was like, oh, they look kind of cool, you know. If you're gonna watch it, watch. Don't watch so much the reunion stuff because I don't think it's as quite as good as it was during the, during the early going from the time you know they debuted until they broke up. That's prime stuff right there because they ended up feuding with Cena for a while. That was really good. Then they did the stuff with Evolution and. Oh, how did they slip my mind? And I was actually going to wear that shirt just for you on that on, on the show. Do you, do you mind if I go grab it real quick? Hey, go <laughs> right ahead, man. Dude, that was actually, wow. <laughs> Will has briefly left the podcast to go show me a cool shirt that uh, he forgot about. I don't know how long this is going to take, so it uh, shouldn't be too long. But, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of great wrestling factions out there. Okay, he's back. That didn't take long at all. I got the gold right here. <laughs> how we didn't mention this. We didn't mention this group. At all. Oh, you have a Nexus shirt? Yes, I do. <laughs> Holy shit. I forgot yeah. all about Nexus. Yeah. I'm like, how did we miss this faction? Hell, this is where Bray Wyatt came from. <laughs> and, well, Daniel Bryan, too. Even though he Damn was a too. huge Ring of Honor star, it didn't make a lot of sense that they debuted him as, like, a nobody, but... Yeah. The only reason I didn't have them on my list is because they could have been huge in the WWE shit the bed with them. You they pretty much when they added Punk or before that. Well, when they were feuding with Cena, really, it's just like the whole stuff with Cena and like just kind of killed them. Yeah. I mean, granted, they birthed a lot of 
big stars out of the, the faction, but I just think that it could have been better if I just think that they built them up and they could have been very special, but then they, like, like I said, they shit the bed on them. So they fumbled a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They fumbled it bad. Hey, kudos over having a fucking Nexus shirt. Like I don't have any old wrestling <laughs> stuff. I'm very sad about that. Yeah, when we moved, I was digging. I was like, oh my God. I was like, a Nexus t shirt. I was like, okay. That, that's, coming, that's coming to the new place. <laughs> yeah, my whole, my whole t shirt wardrobe is seriously either uh, metal band shirts or wrestling shirts. We went to a music festival last weekend called Louder Than Life, and I was rocking the uh, uh, Love That Dan Housen or Be Cursed. And then I had my Adam Hangman Page shirt I was wearing one day too. I'm glad to know that you were still attending Louder Than Life. I am, I am still glad to know oh, that you dude. are attending that. Oh, dude, that was a hell of a good time. <laughs> Apparently, Darby Allen was uh, crowd surfing during uh, the rapper Ghost Main set. So he was there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I seen somebody wearing an AEW shirt. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of odd, but okay, cool. So I said, it was actually when I was wearing my Hangman shirt. I was like, hey, cool shirt, dude. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like yours, too. The old white guy. Um, Tommy uh, Al was there. Wow, I could see him there too. Yeah, there's pictures of him. He was body. He was crowd surfing in a body bag. What in the hell? That guy. Okay then. <laughs> My son loves him though. He thinks he's super cool. That's like that's the one guy. Like he'll sit and watch when he's on. AEW's Darby Allen. Plus, he's got fucking Sting with him, so that already gives him bonus points. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we've got we've got our five now, right? We're going with the NWO, DX, the Horsemen, the Shield, and the Nation of Domination. Do that. Um, I would say, for me, the Shield would be number five. Simply because we had to decide who was the fifth. Well, the fifth, would I think, would be between the nation of domination and the shield since those are like the two that we had to decide getting into the top five. I think if I had to go that route, just because the rock is my favorite wrestler, I think I would put the shield at five. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the shield would be, I would probably say number five too. Uh, I mean, grant those guys have all been super successful. They're pretty much, like I said, top stars, the industry now, but, um, I mean, number four has the – geez, you know, like that's an interesting debate between who was I, – I would say Austin was slightly bigger than The Rock during the Attitude Era, but not by much. If that's telling you anything, like that's how big that era was. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus, like Mark Henry goes on to be a future like multi-time world champion in WWE too. Yeah, he did. I forgot. All, you know, you always forget about him, and then he ends up being a WWE Hall of Famer. Ron Simmons is in WWE Hall of Fame, too. Uh, Not so much D'Lo Brown, though. I wonder why. Uh, he was a he was a competent, uh, you know, mid, like mid-card competitor. But, I mean, with did Mark he Henry, he was still. Huh? Did he get to the Hall of Fame? I think the nation is in, but I don't think he's in as a solo performer. Solo. And then uh, Kama, who's now the godfather, is in too. But 
he's in more as the Godfather than he was for the nation stuff. Yeah, I, I like I like the Godfather and the whole train. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for the day I have to ex- like watching some old Attitude Era stuff, and I have to explain Val Venus and the Godfather to my kid. <laughs> well, that should be coming up sooner rather than later. But um, okay, so we've got as the definitive Couch Potato Podcast best wrestling factions of all time. We've got the Shield at five. We've got the Nation of Domination at four. Who will be number three? From both of our lists. Uh, so essentially we've got DX, the Horsemen, and the NWO. I think number one is pretty much uh, I give think me that's since, NWO. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think I will put DX right there then at three. I think I would. Three? Yeah. Um well, no. I think okay, hold on. I think I'm gonna put the horseman there because DX, like you said, we that did spawn the attitude here, and that was a big deal with me growing up. So I think I would do four horsemen three. Yeah, I would. I was probably gonna go that too, just simply because uh, for one thing, I don't really remember the classic horsemen from like the early '80s, mm-hmm. a little before my time when I was watching wrestling. So I don't really know too much of their impact outside of what I've seen on like you know the cock or like on DVD or stuff like that. Uh, still influential. They're still the OGs of the wrestling faction business. Still one of the best to ever do it. The leaders, the arguably the greatest wrestler of all time, depending on who you ask. But I think outside of them spawning these stables and factions, I don't think their impact is as great as one and two will be. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, the yeah, the Horsemen are three. So then, yeah, we'll slide DX into two. And then the NWO is number one. That's a I agree with that list. Pretty That's good solid. list, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, we did it. I agree with that. I'm yeah. on board with that list. So all you other uh, podcasts and wrestling sheets and websites – you have your definitive wrestling factions. You guys can fucking suck it because the best list is right here. <laughs> hey, they're actually going to be on roll next uh, next Monday. Yeah, I seen that. Uh, I've seen some stuff on the old Twitter about uh, how they're going to contain the Scissor Me Daddy chants for Billy Gunn. Man, I love that. I, I love that. Did you see? You saw the picture. If anybody hasn't seen it, you get to see the. I think they call it a vignette of the picture of the DX coming back. Shawn Michaels looks senile. I don't know what the hell he's looking at. I said, man, this dude was like growing up. I was like, he was not cocky like that growing up. But the order he gets, the farther that high goes, and I'm like, what the, the hell's the going on? The most shocking thing I've ever seen in terms of like a wrestler getting older. Is like you, you expect him to put on some weight. You expect him to be much slower. But when I seen Shawn Michaels without his hair, on oh, his ball, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> Not Shawn Michaels, and you knew it was you knew he, he was there because like you'd see like when he'd wrestle, you'd see like the, you know, you'd see the dead grass on the infield, you know. But yeah, when he had his uh, his hair like he shaved it bald for that match at Crown Jewel. I'm like, 
What the hell is that? No, not you can't do the heartbreak kid like this. I wonder what the hell he's doing right now. That guy. Hey, he runs NXT pretty much. Him and I think and he's Triple like H. Well, Triple H is the head of uh, basically creative at WWE. But yeah, Shawn Michaels is running NXT right now. So Shawn Michaels and said like took over Triple H's old spot. It sounds like that. Mm, yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, um, before we end this, because we're uh, running a little over on time. Uh, first off, you said that you're going to be getting into the podcasting game here soon, right? Yeah, that's that's the word on the street. It's still still a thought, but I'm leaning towards it heavily happening. So I think you should be on the yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be on the lookout for that. I'll plug the shit out of it too, <laughs> because I'm sure you'll be much better at this than I am. So then I I can kind of piggyback on that, like oh well. Will's got this awesome podcast. His buddy's got this shitty one, but he's been on it before, so. Oh, yeah. He said, I will gladly bring you over, man. Gladly bring you over there. We'll, we'll talk about some stuff. Wrestling for sure. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add before we wrap uh, this bad boy up tonight? Yeah. I, I was just say for your audience, expect to hear it. See, uh, we'll hear from you a, bit, a lot more because – I'll be around. Yep. I know it'll be some other stuff we can talk about. Yeah. Very clean winning that belt, which I'm still happy about. Uh, I got a lot of positive feedback about you being on the show. And I know the first time was a long time coming. So yeah, we'll definitely uh, be bringing you back more often. Like I said, uh, if anything, it's just to spike my ratings. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, it's for my own personal benefit. And to talk to talk to you too. So, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Couch Bro Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. Get all the latest show updates. Uh, post a lot of stuff about uh, wrestling, sports, movies, music, whatever. So, be sure to follow us on there. You can find us wherever you get podcasts. So be sure to listen and subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the what has been called by critics as the worst podcast on the internet. So you don't want to miss out on that. So uh, we will talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.